Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. We got three different speakers um, sharing their heart with us tonight. and They're each going to speak for 10 minutes. And let me tell you, it's going to be a treat. And I'm excited for what God's going to do. And before I welcome up the first speaker, I first want to talk about him a little bit. Um, there's not, there's, there's so many things you can say about him. He is a prayer warrior. He is over our prayer. He leads it with his wife. Um, he also leads the Covenant Men Bible study. I mean, he is somebody who you can call, like, he's a cornerstone, right? He's somebody you can rely on. He's somebody you can lean on. But without further ado, I want to welcome up Richard Rowe senior up to the stage isn't God awesome isn't he wonderful oh my God he's ready to be praised uh, tonight I want to first of all give God thanks for the opportunity to be standing here and uh, I want to tell thanks to my pastors leaders for the opportunity they have given me to be up here to speak for these 10 minutes. Uh, and it's a pleasure. And good night, everyone. <laughs> All right, tonight I'll be speaking on uh, maintaining a spiritual transformation. Before anything, I always love to pray because I always ask God to, for my guidance. All right, so let me just pray for a couple seconds. Most righteous Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for tonight. Mighty God, as we're about to speak, I ask you, Almighty God, to use us as a vessel of honor. Mighty God, work through us, Almighty God. Let it not be us, but Almighty God, you speaking through us, Almighty Jesus. And I pray, Almighty God, that every heart will receive something, Almighty Jesus. Mighty God, take full control now, Almighty Jesus. We put everything in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> okay, um, we're... Currently, in our 21 days fasting, and I'm sure that everyone has feel this closeness to God. You know, it's like you're more closer. You know, it's like you're you're you have real light, or really a fire that was just smothering. You know, you're, you're, some people have reached to another level of a uh, spiritual transformation. You know, and <clears throat> the thing about it, we're nearing the end of our 21 days fasting. You know, and one other thing we need to talk about is what we need to do to actually maintain this fire, you know, because there are actions that we have to take, you know, to maintain it. We, we can't just be fasting for 21 days and then after the 21 days, then we say, what, what is next? You know, we, we need to do things to keep that fire going, all right? And some of these things are, we got to keep praying. You know, we have to establish a prior life. You know, we, we, we have to, this is how we communicate with God. This is how we maintain that relationship with God, right? You have to talk to him. And that's how we talk to him through prayer. It's just like having a, a relationship. I mean, whether uh, father or son, a mother or daughter, you know, spouses, whatever it is, you have to communicate with each other. You know, if you don't talk to each other, what? You'll be distance away, right? So you got you to gotta be constantly in touch with God and we have to do this by praying 
right? And, and I mean, earnest praying at times. Yes, 21 days of fasting is going to be over, but at least, you know, if we can at least take one day out of the week, you know, and set aside for fasting, you'll be surprised to see how it keeps you going. You know, just continue that thing inside of you. It just keeps that fire going. You know, and that is what we need to do. Prayer is powerful. This is how we, are, we made our requests known to God. You know, when we come before the throne of grace. You know, when we humble ourselves. And with prayer, it helps us to overcome temptation. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be short on that. The devil is going to be attacking you. Right? Remember, he tempted Jesus. The savior of the world. He, he tempted, he tried to tempt him. So what? Say us. He's going to tempt us. But don't be afraid. Because what? We have Jesus inside of us. And he has overcome him a long time ago. He has defeated him. Right? So, and our Jesus have never lost a battle. So once we continue to trust in him, right? He will help us to overcome all these temptations that the enemy will be trying to put in front of us. Mark you, prayer, fasting. We need to continue that. It builds our relationship with Jesus, as I mentioned before. It helps us to determine God's will in our life. So the more you seek God, the more he will reveal his will for your life. The more he will reveal things to you, right? The more you stay in contact with him. Prayer accomplishes God's work. A weapon of spiritual warfare. This is our weapon. When the enemy come against us, he's going to come in all different forms. All different ways from all angles. He's going to be coming at us. Whether our workplace, our home, on the road, wherever it may be, he's going to be coming at us. But guess what? We have a weapon. A prior. Where we can just call upon Jesus at any time. Any place. He will respond to us. He will defend us. You know, so let us remember to pray. A prerequisite for a spiritual awakening. So, as I said before, this is what keeps us going. When, when the light is going dim, you go before him, you pray. Right? You reignite that flame that's inside of you. First John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according of his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. This is the God we serve. This is the confidence you have in the God you serve when you pray. Another thing, worshiping. God loves a worshiper. I can tell you that. He loves a worshiper. And one of my main person who admires a real true worshiper was David. And David worshipped in all various ways. Songs of praise. He danced. He made sacrificial offerings to God. He spent time in the presence of Almighty God, meditating and communing. Now, we can worship God the same way today. Right? And when we worship God, I can tell you, a lot of persons may be looking at it. Because at one point when David was dancing and worshiping God, right, his wife looked at him and said, he's behaving what? 
in Bavering Right as a king. And people will say the same thing today if they see you dancing and worshiping God. Because guess what? They don't know what you're all about. They don't know the joy that you feel inside. They don't know what God has done for you. Right? They don't know. They don't know the joy, the burning of, of that desire that God gives to you. So they will stand aside and they will criticize. But you keep on worshiping. You just keep, don't give up. You worship God. Right? Continue to make sacrifices, you know, offering and tithes. That's worshiping also. And as I said before, let us spend time with God. I mean, find somewhere, find a closet, a room or something, and just stay there and worship him. Give him all the glory, all the praise. He deserves it. You know, so let us just lock away for a moment in time. Spend some quality time with him. Let him know that you love him. Let him know how much you appreciate him. You know, and, and thanking him for what he has done for you. Psalm 95. Oh, come let us sing unto the Lord. Let us shout about, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the king above all gods. In his, hand, in his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Another thing to keep our fire burning, reading and studying of the word. This goes along with prayer. He says you must study to show yourself approval. You have to know the word. The word is what we use, is used to energize us. The word is our defense, right? So we need to know the word. We need to study God's word. We need to get into it. Don't only just come to church and just listen. Bring yourself a notepad. Bring, bring a pen, you know, and take notes of what is happening, what God, what God is saying to you because sometimes we won't understand everything but trust me if you pray just before you open your bible just ask god to give you wisdom knowledge and to understand what you're reading and i can tell you you'll be surprised to see how it is revealed you can be surprised you will be surprised to see anyway i'm actually out of time uh, but in his and god word is true he said in, this, in, in um, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So this is, the Bible is our GPS. It is our map to our final destination. Right? And let me tell you something. This should get you excited because our final destination, let me tell you, we won't have to worry about a thing. Right? No more cancer, no more diabetes, no more heart problem. I mean, no more bills to be paid. We'll be free from all of that. And if you notice, it said forever. It means eternity. So, God bless you. Keep the fire burning. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give him another hand clap. It's awesome. I liked what he said in our talks that we're talking about maintaining transformation. I liked what he said. He said, no matter the temptation, right, as long as we have the foundation 
in Jesus. It doesn't matter, right? In prayer, in worship. I mean, that's just an awesome thought. And let's give him another hand clap. Awesome job, Richard. Chill out with me. Now, before I welcome up the next speaker, again, I want to talk about her a little bit. Um, if you don't know her, she has she, her smile. You can just tell she has so much joy on the inside of her. Um, she is really smart, as you're soon going to find out. And you can just tell she has a heart of joy. So without further ado, I want to welcome up Miss Dr. Sandra Weeke. Hello, everybody. Um, good evening. Um, like you said, I'm Sandra Weeke. And I just want to first thank God for this opportunity to stand in front of you guys and speak with you all. I want to thank Pastor Don and Pastor Bobby for giving me this opportunity to speak to you guys. So um, I'm going to talk about physical transformation. Um, and I hope this blesses somebody. So I believe that to have complete and total health, you have to be whole in three parts. You have to be whole spiritually, emotionally, and physically. One cannot be without the other. All three have to be equally whole for you to live at your best potential. And there are so many scriptures that talk about freedom. And I believe that the Lord wants us to be free. Free in every single area. Free from emotional um, disease, mental disorders, um, physical bondage, sickness, disease, that's his desire for us. And uh, I want to reference John 8, 36. And it says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And I want to talk about that word indeed. That just stuck out to me when I, when I read that. I was like, indeed. When I looked up the definition, indeed is used to put emphasis on something or to confirm something. To, so for scripture to say free indeed, he wants you to be free in all areas of your life, not just in part, not just financially and then you're in bondage and sickness or just not your whole in your mind, but you're, you're in bondage, uh, you know, in your body, you have sickness, disease. So he wants you to be free indeed in every area of your life. So how do we live physically transformed? So the first thing that you have to do is you have to renew your mind. You have to walk every day making a conscious decision to just renew your mind. So I reference uh, Romans 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that tells me that as believers, we're already, every day we're supposed to wake up and renew our mind, die to our flesh, renew our mind, die to our flesh. So the same thing with physical transformation, you have to renew your mind and die to your flesh and not listen to those to the desires that your body, you know, your flesh wants to eat this, or you don't want to take your medicine, you don't want to go for your appointments, whatever it is, you have to renew your mind and die to your flesh every single day. So uh, the first thing you do is just invite God into your decision to make that physical transformation. Pray. Ask God for strength. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for grace. He'll provide all those things for you. You don't have to do it alone. Um, surround yourself with people who will keep you accountable, people who will pray for you, people who will encourage you. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. So there's an emphasis on the people that you keep around you. The people can either make you or break you. So keep good people around you, people that will, will continue to walk this life out and help you to be the best that you can be. Um, 
And the next thing is that whenever you try to put to death old habits, old mindsets, you're going to get attacked. And uh, Richard kind of talked about that already, so it's, that's awesome how God moves. But you'll get attacked. You'll get attacked in your mind. You'll get attacked in your emotions. You'll feel like, oh, you know, I'm too, I'm too old. You know, I have diabetes ones in my family. I'm just going to suffer the same fate as my uncle, as my grandfather, as my dad. But the devil is a liar. You don't have to have that same fate. Your, your story can be different. You can break that curse in your, in your bloodline. You don't have to continue down that same path. So uh, I go to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So whenever you're sitting there, you feel discouraged. You feel like, I can't continue like this. I can't continue to live physically transformed. I can't continue to eat right. I can't, continue, I can't beat this cancer. I can't beat this diabetes. I can't beat this hypertension. You tell that emotion, I, I bind you in the, by the blood of Jesus. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious, so don't allow the enemy to feed you lies and to make you feel like you have to wallow in self-defeat, depression, and all of that. So the second thing is uh, you have to change the food that you allow to enter into your body. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says... Um, talks about how we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we have to honor God with our body. We have only one body that he gave us. So you have to honor it. Just like we are meant to live holy, we guard our ears, we guard our eyes, we guard our hearts. We also have to guard our mouth and what you put into your mouth. Um, so what does that mean? So basically your diet should be mostly vegetables. I know that sounds like a curse word in South Texas, but it's true. You have to eat uh, mostly vegetables, fruits, and grains. Um, vegetables in particular are rich in antioxidants, vitamins, nutrients, anti-inflammatory properties, and this is good for your body, good for your cells. Um, there are countless testimonies. If you ask people who turned into vegetarians, turned into vegans, and they were completely healed of disease, they were completely healed of cancer, they were completely healed of diabetes, they were completely healed. And I, I reference Genesis 2, 8 through 9. It says, God made every tree grow that is pleasant in this, um, to his sight and good for food. So for God to say that it was good for food, there's, there's power in that. There's healing in that. There's miracles in that food. So you need to, you know, listen to God. If he's saying it's good, then eat it. <laughs> um, then also I want to talk about meats and dairy products. Not saying that they're horrible and you need to cut them out completely, but these have high levels of cholesterol, fats, and this thing called arachidonic acid, which causes you to have a lot of inflammation in your body. Um, and there are tons of studies that link elevated levels of arachidonic acid to cancer and also an increased risk of depression because of that inflammation that's going on in your body. So you really should limit the amount of dairy, the amount of meats that you um, put into your diet and really focus on a lot of vegetables. Also, um, avoid processed meats, cold cuts, sausages. These kind of foods are high in sodium, fats, nitrites, um, which nitrites also cause cancer. So avoid these foods. And there's a direct correlation between red meats and colon cancer. So you really have to make sure you limit those foods in your diet. The next thing is you have to move your body. The minimum requirement, if you're going to do a moderate exercise, is 150 minutes a week. And if you do more uh, vigorous exercise, it's 75 um, minutes a week. Um, and exercise is 
vital to your health because it helps you to maintain a healthy weight. When you start going into that overweight BMI, that obese BMI, you start putting yourself at an increased risk of insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is one of the main issues of um, diabetes. Also, when you exercise, you release endorphins. Endorphins is a, a feel-good hormone, it makes you feel better, it improves your moods, um, it improves your sleep. So overall, it's a, it's a really good um, thing to do. Weight training in particular revs up your metabolism and it causes you to burn more calories. Even when you're just sitting there and you're just resting, you're burning more calories and you want to rev up your metabolism because that is what's going to help you to maintain that, um, that healthy weight. So when you're inactive, you, ha you run an increased risk, 30 to 50% of developing hypertension. And if you already do have hypertension and you exercise, you significantly decrease your blood pressure readings. And if you're a diabetic, exercise is great for you too because while you're exercising, you're burning um, glucose, your muscles are burning glucose, and therefore you're decreasing your, your glucose levels and in turn, you require less medications. And that should be the goal for everybody that has one of those diseases is that you eventually wean off the medication because you're controlling your disease with your diet, with your lifestyle. You know, it's not, you know, the, the, the idea is not to be on those medications for the rest of your life. Um, the next thing is to say no to stress. Stress is horrible because it releases this nasty um, hormone called cortisol. And cortisol is bad because it increases your um, fat, and especially the fat that deposits on your belly called visceral fat. And visceral fat is bad because it's linked to, um, it's associated to diabetes. So we need to avoid stress for that reason. It also causes muscle tension, which can exacerbate or worsen chronic pain. So if you already deal with arthritis and pain issues and you add stress to that, then you just prolong your, the, the, the pain that you're having, you worsen the pain that you're having. So stress does cause pain and worsen pain. The other thing is that if you have an autoimmune disorder like psoriasis, if you have um, um, lupus, acne, eczema, it's going to cause flares of these diseases. And also you're in a, a constant immunocompromised state because you get this, you get recurrent illnesses, recurrent upper respiratory infections, uh, recurrent like cellulitis boils. So you know, nobody wants to go through that. So you just have to manage your stress. Exercise is great because you release endorphins and it's natural hobbies. Find something that can decrease the stress in your life. And lastly, I know I run out of time, is uh, keep up with your appointments and take your medications like you're directed. So it's so important for you to go to your doctor and get your annual checks, even if you feel healthy or fine. So many people come and say, oh, I feel fine, I feel healthy, but they don't understand that diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, it didn't just happen yesterday. It happens over a period of time. Um, just think of it as a, your pipes in your house. Your pipes don't get rusty when you buy, first buy the house. It happens about 10 to 15 years later, you start having rusty pipes and you start having blockages and leakage. Same thing with your body. So you have to go and go annually and regularly so if you can catch it early and know what you're fighting. If you don't catch it early, then how do you know how, what to, to do, how to exercise and eat right and all of these things? Um, so I give an example that from the onset of diabetes, it takes about five to 10 years if you do not treat it for you to develop complications. So that just tells you that you can't just ignore it because oftentimes the symptom of those things is a heart attack and a stroke. And the outcome is one of two things. You either survive it or you don't. So you need to go to your regular appointments. 
get your regular screens, catch things early, change your diet, exercise, pray, invite God into your life, and you will uh, definitely leave a physically transformed life. Okay. Thank you. Come on, let's give her a hand clap. And I don't know about you, but I could have listened about 30 more minutes. That was so much information and knowledge. I enjoyed that. Um, that was awesome, Sandra. And I just want to say, you know, you heard it tonight, right? A medical doctor said, trust in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of report you get. It doesn't matter what's written or it's not. As long as you trust in Jesus, right, he's going to find a way for you. Uh, so come on, let's give Sandra another hand clap. I mean, that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that knowledge. Um, I know I am now smarter, and I'm still going to eat meats, but I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. I might. I don't know. Uh, so before I welcome up the next person, I want to, again, I want to talk about her a little bit. Um, I've known her for a while. Um, she is passionate, one way to put it. Uh, she is funny, but I can't want to say this, is that she, she is somebody you can follow, right? She's a good leader. And I just enjoy every second I get to spend with her. And so please put a hand clap together for Miss Misty Kuchka. <laughs> wow, I'm always scared when somebody gives me one of these because I'm so loud. <laughs> Am I and I dropped my back. Okay, am I too loud? Okay. Okay, I didn't know I was going to be introduced as funny. I would have had my comedy act ready. So y'all are just going to get this. So um, in the spirit of maintaining your transformation, Pastor Bobby asked me to speak on faith. And for anyone who knows Patrick and I, um, it's safe to say that we have an abundance of faith. So anyone who knows us knows this about us. And there's actually a reason for that. Um, a lot of you know our testimony, but I'm going to go ahead and do like a quick recap on it anyway um, for the next few minutes. Um, in 2009, and I'm looking at my husband in case I get anything wrong. Um, in 2009, Patrick was, Patrick was not feeling well. We went to the emergency room, went in with him having appendicitis, went out with him having cancer. So... What we thought was just something simple, academy, go home, we're going to be fine. We end up finding out that he has cancer. And it's not just that he had cancer. He had a specific kind of cancer. And this cancer, it's really hard to explain, but it was a type of kidney cancer that one of two things happens. You either catch it early by having something like appendicitis because there's no symptoms, or... They catch it when you have symptoms, and by then it's too late. So it was only by the grace of God that it was found to begin with. So we knew from the, the moment that it was caught that God's hand was on him. So we go through, we have to spend two weeks after we found out that he had cancer, not even knowing what this cancer was. So we're Googling. We're on WebMD. I'm convinced my husband's, like, going to be dead before he even gets, to, gets there. The whole time... He's not phased. He's not phased because he's already determined that God already caught it, so it's done. So I'm the one that had to learn 
my faith by watching him and watching him fight through this. So after we get, we get to Houston, we get the official diagnosis, we find out that it's stage two. Anything after a latter stage two, early stage three, is, it's, it's done. It's done. So he spends several months, surgeries, multiple surgeries, getting this taken care of. And in this time, I have to tell you something that's very important. Because when people ask me, anytime people ask me about our faith, I always tell them, faith without works is dead. There's nothing that can prepare you. You can say you have faith all day long. But unless you're working and showing your faith, it's, it, there's, it's, it's nothing. The whole time he was battling cancer, we, was just, we were still serving in our church. We were still serving. He'd have surgery. We'd come home. Next Sunday, he's in church. He's there. He's doing everything he needs to do. Because we believed that the only way to exercise our faith was to take care of God's house. And to do everything that we could do to make sure that our faith was shown by the works that we did. So when I, def- when I define our faith, I just define it as when you're a child, you have faith that your parents are going to clothe you, that you're going to have a car to go places, you're going to have electricity, everything is provided for you. And as a child, you never once doubt that. And if something happens, you still have that faith that your parents are going to fix it. Always. It's, it's just this childlike faith that, that Patrick didn't even know he had that he then put on to me. And so we're going through our lives and we're battling things and we're always putting God first. There are so many times Patrick and I have been the only ones who did coffee for years. We've done coffee eight years, almost eight years. We do it because we know there would be a riot if we didn't show up. And we can't be putting that on Pastor Bobby. So so when I tell people when I tell people that faith is an amazing thing, faith is an amazing, amazing thing. Faith is what has my husband here today because he came out. He'll be 10 years in May. We're just talking about it. He'll be, it'll be 10 years in May that he was diagnosed nine years cancer free in November, right? 10 years cancer free in November. And I will tell you that things happen and we get little scares now and then because, you know, every time he coughs, I'm like trying to stick him in the car to take him to the doctor. But every single time, the diagnosis is always nothing's wrong. He's having, he's, he's, he's having tests right now. Nothing's wrong. We're not allowing that to even become a thought. We don't even say it. I mean, we don't even, we don't even allow that word in our house. We don't discuss it. We don't talk about it because our faith is stronger than any kind, any kind of sickness, any, any kind of sickness. So, I mean, I don't have, I don't know if I have four more minutes of things to say, but um, I just, I implore you that during this time of fasting, that you take your prayer life and you make sure that you maintain it and you build it. You take, keep this as a launch pad for what could be in your prayer life. Do it physically. I mean... I really need to not be doing all the stuff she said to do, but um, 
I'll work on that. Um, <laughs> but you have to you take what you've learned in this last 21 days and build on it because you have no idea how your life will go when you look at your bank account and you only have a dollar left in it. We just live our lives. We live our lives on the edge because we know that God's got it. I'll write a tithe check for $100 if I've got $4 in the bank because I know God's got it. And that's, we don't, that we just don't question those things. And so I just implore you as you finish up this fast, just hunker down, buckle down, just, just give it all to God and just watch him because I promise you there's nothing that you can do. You cannot outgive God. You, you cannot, you cannot pray enough. The more that you give to him, the more will be given back to you. But I will say this, take care of God's house because this is the kingdom of God. Everything that happens in these walls, the sacrifices our pastors make for us, this is what it's all about. So no matter how bad you're feeling, serve. No matter what's going on in your life, serve. If nothing else, it'll take your mind off of it. If, if nothing else, but helping other people, the Bible specifically tells us that faith without works means nothing. If you're not helping someone, don't just tell somebody, I hope that you feel better. Ask them what you can do to help them feel better. Do they need you to cook for them for a couple days? Do they need your house cleaned? I like to clean. I'll come clean your house. But I'm just saying, we have to take care of each other. We have to take care of God's house. We have to take what we've learned in this 21 days. We have a whole year ahead of us an entire year to make this stick. And I know that I can be deeper in my prayer life. I know that I, I really need to exercise and quit eating Thin Mints. But um, yeah, so it, now's the time of year. This, it's a whole new year. It's, it's a brand new, everything is new, everything is fresh. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So that's my takeaway from today. Just build on it. Use this fast as a foundation for what can happen for the rest of the year. And it will be transformed in 2019. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.